welcome to Watchpoint, Nashville's Buttons' official podcast dedicated to Overwatch and its community. I am Jarrett, and I'm here with Jason Bond. Hey, what's going on? Yes, this is the final, the fourth special edition we're doing to get our podcast kicked off. Watchpoint, we've already covered offense, we've covered defense, we have covered tanks, and today we are going to be covering support. And then the next time you hear from us, that's official, man. That's that's the first episode. That's when, you know, I don't know what's gonna happen. Like it's it's <laughs> it's gonna be special though. <laughs> oh, don't forget, we covered the tracer too. We did cover the tracer. <laughs> we we that that was a. Uh, if you're listening to this podcast and you listened to the first podcast, uh, but you didn't hear tracer, you were like, "Well, fuck these guys." They didn't, you know, they didn't <laughs> talk about tracer. Well, we realized that we are incredibly sorry, tracer fans. <laughs> <laughs> but we did add it back. We did add it in. So I don't even know. If, well, actually, yeah, you can tell the difference. I, I specifically made sure. <laughs> you can tell how we put it in there so yeah you can go back and listen to that section toward the end of the of the podcast but uh you know if you already listened to it and you heard it well good for you good for you you're ahead of the game <laughs> so uh, but yeah so watch point is a podcast that we decided to do because you know, i was listening to other overwatch podcasts and the one key element i felt that was missing was uh fps experience a lot of the other podcasts i, I heard they were primarily blizzard game players diablo starcraft world of warcraft even some hearthstone and i really didn't you, you can just tell by the way they were talking. They didn't really play shooters, which isn't actually a necessity for Overwatch, which is why Overwatch is such an awesome game. It's not a necessity to play shooters, but there's definitely some advantages to having FPS experience in a game like Overwatch. I mean, that would be a hell of a, of a first-person game where you actually didn't it didn't benefit you to have first person experience, you know? So, but, uh, that's why we started this podcast, me and bond here or in game. You'll see me as Ja or, uh, bond. You're Emory. You're still Emory on battle net, right? Um, I think for this, I might be Alexithemia. Oh, really? Is that yeah. your battle.net name? Is that Emory? I think so. Yeah, no, it is not. I usually do Emory for shooters, though, but I do Alexithemia for everything else like MMOs. So I don't know. I'll check into that and see if I can change that for just this game. I don't think so. I think you have to change it for the whole thing. Well, that's the thing. Like, well, now we're getting off topic. <laughs> you know, this is, I mean, I watch well, this is Battle.net talk here. But um, yeah, with the name thing, you, even if you change your name, on battle.net i don't necessarily think it's going to change you in warcraft if that's what you're worried about yeah i might have to go and make that change that's how everybody so. knows me in shooters that's, exactly because this is definitely a shooter with our now i wouldn't even say with rpg elements this is the overwatch is unique overwatch is definitely unique but enough of that let's actually get into why we're here why you're listening let's talk about support now, I initially, I usually stay away from support classes and games. <laughs> I'm not a very good support player. At least, you know, I, I feel. I mean, I can play the healer in TF2, which also means I can play Mercy in this game. So if I did see a team needed Mercy, uh, needed a Mercy, I would definitely step up and do that because that, that's, that's, that's a pretty straightforward class. But the other characters like Zenyatta, Lucio, Symmetra are a bit different. And like I said, I stayed away from because I stay I typically stay away from support. I usually 
I feel more effective when I'm on the front line gunning somebody's face. To be perfectly <laughs> honest with you. When I'm the one hurting people, I'm like, yeah, this is where I need to be. <laughs> you know. Uh so but I, I will that being said, with me not necessarily liking support classes, I like these support classes. The I would say, I don't know, the most support support ish one is Lucio, and we'll get into that with I think like Symmetra being a, a close second. But Mercy was cool, don't get me wrong. I would play Mercy, especially with friends, Zenyatta. Mm. absolute favorite and we will get into that i know you also enjoyed zenyatta bond oh yeah i love zenyatta my favorite support of them all right so we we will we will get into that but we're we're gonna start by talking about lucio here which is i played him the least same here i think i played him once i'll be perfectly honest with you i don't think i played him at all to be honest Oh wow! Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I didn't. Touch I, him I at had all. to see. I had to see what he was about. I I did play him once. Now Lucio, his backstory is that he is from a, a poor Brazilian favela uh, that was hit hard by I guess like uh, economic issues after the Omnic crisis. And so what he did was, you know, he wanted to help people. He wanted to lift their spirits. So he began to DJ and that, that was working. That was lifting people's spirits. People liked him. He, he gained a bit of fame doing that. Uh, now a company called, uh, Vish, it was a Vishkar corporation. Yeah. They made an offer not to him, but to his community say, Hey, we'll redevelop parts of the city and improve your lives. Well, that was total bullshit because what they did was they kind of enslaved. I don't, they didn't. Yeah. I, I guess you can say they enslaved them. They imper- imposed cu- uh, curfews and then they put other controls on the the residents and exploited them for cheap labor so lucio he stole their sonic technology and converted it to a tool to use against them and to help his people rally and with his leadership they vote like, they drove out vishkar and that's how we get the lucio that we have today in overwatch so lucio his primary weapon is the sonic amplifier it's his primary gun uh it can do range damage but up close it can also push back enemies so think uh pyro uh compression blast if you if you play tf2 pyro compression compression blast he can push people back even though i'll be honest with you i believe it's that's less effective in this game, I mean, you could push somebody off of a point or something like that, but that pyro compression blast in Team Fortress, where you can push somebody off a cliff, or you can <laughs> <laughs> you can push, uh, uh, you can actually if somebody shoots a rocket at you, you can push it back to them. That's awesome. One of my favorite things to do is if I if there was like a heavy medic combo and the medic was using his special uh, or his um, uber charge, pushing them away from each other. <laughs> that's all the ways you can be a dick with a pyro. Hey, that's not a that's not being a dick. That is being uh, um, uh, strategic. That's the word I'm looking for. <laughs> <laughs> strategic. That, that's what it is. Uh, so, but yeah, Lucio, you can push people away. But uh, I don't know. I, I really, actually, I never got pushed away. I, I I didn't know that ability existed until I actually used him. So I don't know what the application is, even though I don't know some pro player has probably some great application, you know, for 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 using it. Now, he his primary focus, Lucio, is buffing teammates, and you can either buff their movement speed or you can buff their health. You have this thing called crossfade that when you turn it on, it actually plays one of two songs. Which, by the way, 
are songs you can listen to on SoundCloud. We did post <laughs> that. I'm not. Did you see it when I posted it on the Facebook page? I may um, have. Yeah, so it, you can listen to both songs. That you know, one song is for speed, the other song is for health. And uh, what you can also do to buff that again is use an ability called Amp It Up, where whatever crossfade he has it on, you can use Amp It Up, which is one of your abilities that needs to recharge, and it will amplify the effect. So let's say you turn uh, the crossfade to the health section or the health, you know, the health buff. You can use amp it up and they'll gain health a lot faster. Or you can flip it to the other side for speed and amp it up and now you're moving much faster. I have won matches because a well-placed Lucio that I spawned with did the crossfade for speed, amped it up, and we made it back to the control point or back to the payload so fast <laughs> and was able to help our team get back uh to you know get get back in the game all i'm saying is that when this is happening and he's using that amp it up ability that base better fucking drop (laughs) (laughs) it's actually lucio is definitely i don't want to say a key component like you he's a key component but he's not a must-have I've seen some people play pretty well as lucio despite my never really touching on it i there were some good times, though. I never really seen people go back and forth really well with the amp it up ability. Well, there's the thing about support classes in general in almost every game. Whoever plays a support class has to know what the fuck they're doing. <laughs> like that's the thing. Too many you people can't... try to push with them, or they try to they try to play them for what they're not. Yes, and that is an issue. Actually, I've been playing a lot of Heroes of the Storm lately yep. because, uh, you know, I want to play Overwatch, but I can't. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I've been playing a lot of Heroes of the Storm, and I see that all the time. People with support classes, I'm like, why are you going out there? You're feeding the other team. Well, because why they feel you? like if yeah. they're not, you know, if they're not up in the fray with everybody else that they're doing it wrong. I think yeah. uh, at least, you know, when I'm playing certain classes, I can understand that. Because people will give you shit. Oh, you know, that sniper is camping in the back. He's being useless. No, he's doing what he's supposed to be doing pretty much at that point. But this is the exact reason I don't play support classes. I know me as a person, like especially yep. in Heroes of the Storm, I want to be in the forefront. I want to be the guy either taking the hits or or, or dishing the hits. Yep. You know? Uh so when I play support classes, I generally go out farther than I'm supposed to go, which is why I don't play them. <laughs> so, <laughs> so everybody, message to everybody who doesn't know how to play support classes. I mean, you, you either got to play your role or don't play them because, you know, if you have a Lucio, that's one out of six. That's one out of six teammates. You got a Lucio sliding around the arena not doing anything, you're you're dead weight. Yep. You know? Or people could be expecting support that you're not gonna give them. Yep. So I'm not saying don't play him. What I'm saying if you play Lucio, just please keep in mind he is a support class. You're not gonna have the top quote unquote score. There's no scoreboard in Overwatch uh as of yet. That is something we a bunch of people have suggested on the forums, by the way though. Mm. So yeah. But uh, besides, you know, the amp it up and the crossfade, his his ultimate is sound barrier, which gives all allies protective shields. And once again, somebody playing that's playing support well is able to drop this at the right time. 
He'll save lives. <laughs> he, will, he will save lives. And I have seen, you know, I don't know if you, it, it, it'll probably be rare to see a Lucio get the play of the game. But I have been in some situations, I have been on, in situations where I have won games mm. because of, a, of a, somebody who played Lucio well and came in at the last second and did like, you know, a, an amp it up on the health buff or did a sound barrier. And at the same exact time, I have lost matches because like, okay, we're about to, most of these guys are low health here. A couple more grenades from um, Junkrat and now they're gone. Up oh, here comes Lucio to ruin my fucking day. <laughs> <laughs> I have has, run into that myself a couple of times. Yes. That, ha- that is definitely a thing that happens, people. So don't sleep on Lucio. Because of my positive experience you know, with Lucio being, you know, a a great like clutch support character, if you play Lucio, you'll probably be one of the first people I kill. <laughs> so, so take take pride in that. And uh, uh, what character are you going to kill them with? That OP uh, Widowmaker there? So oh, absolutely, so <laughs> OP. So OP. Yuck, 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 yuck. We're joking. <laughs> I think we talked about that on defense. Widowmaker is not OP just because she can one shot you people. Okay? We really need to. We really need to drive that point home. I think in every podcast now. OP Widowmaker. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, the the reason Bond's bringing it up, I think he just watched a video where somebody was complaining about it. And I, I've seen several videos myself. And no, Widowmaker's not OP just because she can one-shot headshot you. We will get more in-depth. You know, I'll make some graphs and pie charts. People love that shit, right? Oh, people love pie charts, dude. Yeah, exactly. So we'll, <laughs> we will get into that. Yeah, but Lucio, uh, like I said, he is the most support-ish out of all the characters, I believe. Like, you know, buff I health, that, buff yeah. speed, and then also that protective barrier. Uh, that's what he used. Now, I will also admit that that Sonic Amplifier, while it doesn't do a bunch of damage, if you let somebody keep hitting you with that, you're going to die. Like, <laughs> it, it is not a uh, a mosquito bite. okay so yeah keep that in mind if you're not on lucio's team kill lucio (laughs) (laughs) all right uh let's move on to symmetra who was somebody i tried at first Uh, did not like no but then i was like oh symmetra sucks and i really didn't see that many people using her that all changed that all changed I would say, you know, almost a month before the end of beta, to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. I started seeing lots of Symmetras. I started seeing lots of Symmetras, and then you, you kind of have to learn how she plays. You know, like, once again, obviously Symmetra's a support character. She's not going to go toe-to-toe with you. But with the ability she has, she can cause you a lot of trouble, and she can kill you. She can finish you off, uh, you know, when with the help some with either the help of another teammate or with just some of like you know just like the some of the abilities she has like the sentries but we'll get into that first let's talk about where symmetra you know her little backstory a little bit so symmetra was was born in india and uh she was actually taken out of poverty uh because she had potential to be an architect for the for the, with this hard light technology that was created by vishkart corporations the one we just talked about Regard uh, with uh, Lucio, the ones that pretty much enslaved his people. Uh, so 
Vishkar has these architect academies. Symmetra was taken out of, you know, I guess, you know, living in. Uh, then I uh, I forget what they're called. They're not favelas. What's the what's the favela for shanty towns? Yeah, I, I guess so. So she was taken out of that, and she well, that's the word. slum. There we go. And so she was put <laughs> into one of these academies where she learned how to use the hard light technologies, which were designed to actually help build cities. And but instead of you know creating procedural mechanical constructs, she started building. Uh, these heart like technologies, these heart like uh, motions based on the traditional dance of her homeland, or constructs based on the motions of the traditional dance of her homeland in India. So, Vishkar, they actually saw us, at, you know, they saw a potential in this, obviously not for building cities, more than, you know, they, they thought about the weapon potential for what she was doing. So, what they actually did was they took her out of school and they started to send her on clandestine missions uh, to protect corporate interests for them. She basically became like their enforcer. Mm -hmm. She's a bad guy. I never would have expected that until I read her story. She's a bad guy. I don't know if she's necessarily a, you know, like a through and through a bad guy though. She works for Vishkar. Yeah, but even says at the bottom of her thing, she wonders whether or not, you know, it's best for humanity what she's doing. And she believes her actions serve the greater good. I wouldn't say that's a through and through a bad guy. So does Zod. Like, like you know, that's, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah, now listen, like, who's the real bad guy here? Zod got his neck snapped in that last movie, so. That doesn't count. Superman doesn't kill. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, not unless he absolutely had. Oh, see, no, no. That, that wasn't an absolute have to situation. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You could have just let him kill that group of people there, that family. He wasn't going to. Superman would have found a way. He would have found a way. <laughs> but anyway, this is not a comic book podcast. <laughs> now you know my triggers. <laughs> Superman, check. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, like, she's, uh, she's not, she's following or she's doing what she thinks is the best thing, but she's essentially a villain because of, Vishkar obviously is not good. Right. Obviously. You know, so she's essentially a bad guy. Jason doesn't think so. We'll we'll have that long battle at another time. <laughs> so her primary weapon is the photon projector, and it fires a short range beam. And the I didn't realize this, but the damage increases with time. So maybe that's why I sucked at using her when Protoss. I re- initially started using her. What's that? Said Protoss. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I, yeah. I, I don't know. I felt out of all the supports right here, this class was the squishiest, I think. But maybe that's because it requires a lot more forethought. And you can't just even hold your own. You have to be very, very, very heavily defensive. Well, you, you know what I found v- very nice about her, though? Those energy balls that she can create, they mm-hmm. go through shields. You know how like important that is? I mean, normally, like, with somebody with a shield, let's say uh, Reinhardt or Bastion, right? Yep. To deal with Reinhardt, Reinhardt's shield can take a lot of damage. So you're either going to need a junk rat dealing a bunch of damage and focusing almost primarily on that shield, you know? Yep. Uh, or you're going to need a Bastion. You're going to need that shield to get into the face of a Bastion or get in, uh, the, uh, the view of a Bastion. The Bastion can wear that down really, really fast. Yep. You know, but 
I gotta be honest with you, like when when you're mid game, like Bastion, sure, end of game, not that big of a deal to have a Bastion somewhere where you can break down that shield. Yep. But in mid game, like on uh, King's Watch or King, is it King's Watch? I know what one you're thinking of Gibraltar. No, no, not Gibraltar. I'm trying to think of like King's, King's Watch, Watch is the one where it goes down into like lava type area. Goes into a lava type area. Yeah, there's yes, like, yes, like yes, yes, yes. You're right. That's at the end. That's you're one hundred right at the very end. But I was thinking the part I was thinking about was when you're walking Before through that. the streets. Yeah, right. When you're walking through the streets, if you don't, you know, if you don't want to be have your junk rack specifically focused on that shield, which would still take a lot of damage, or you don't want to have you know be bashed and, and try to wear down the shield because you'll be open in that area. Yep. You can have a Symmetra shoot that. That that energy ball and it will go through the shield, which is nice and it's also great for Bastions because it goes through their shields too. <laughs> yeah, the thing is with that though is that it you got to get them in range of it. I guess I don't want to get that freaking close to a Bastion at all. You don't have to get that close. The ball moves pretty far. You don't. It is not. It is not a close range. I didn't feel weapon. like it packed that much of a punch though. Uh. You're packing eight. You're you're pack. You're doing damage to somebody behind a shield. Keep doing it, <laughs> especially Bastion. Bastion doesn't have that much health. Reinhardt's a different story. He's a tank. You know, Reinhardt's will be it will be a bit different. You know, because right. he, he is a tank, so he has a lot of health. The energy ball, I think, it's sufficient. The amount of damage it does is sufficient. I think. So, now what else? Uh, her, one of her other abilities is to deploy sentry turrets. These are so annoying because I could dude, one shot them every time with McCree. Yes, but that's the thing. People, people, after you stop playing the beta, people got smarter with their sentry turrets. Oh, yeah. They stopped putting them in places where they could, could be just shoot them. from cover. Exactly. Like, oh, there were a lot of places where sentry turrets were placed inside of doorways on the other side of doorways. Mm-hmm. And when you walk through it, now you have to turn around and shoot at them. But if you have three, four, or more sentry turrets, uh, you know, beaming down on you, not only do, do, are you getting that much damage taken from the sentry turrets, which don't take massive damage, but hey, three sentry turrets focusing on you is going to be a problem. Yep. Not only do they do damage, but they also slow you down. So if you're trying to run away from them, they 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 kind of they, they kind of trap you and do more damage in that time. Yeah, they were and, kind of annoying. I I did play Symmetra a couple of times, and uh, each time I did, I tried to make sure that I always had like a safe place to go to, and I would keep those sentries up there for me. Uh, you know, just because that was my only way of hoping that I'd be able to kill somebody. But most of the time, when I ran into people, or if they, you know, they came upon me, I, w- I still wasn't able to defend myself long enough to to really gain use of those sentries. Well, with Symmetra, like I said, her short that short range beam, which requires you to be fairly close to somebody, does do more damage over time. You got to mm-hmm. get that footwork going, man. Yeah. Because I have definitely seen people lose fights against the Symmetra because they couldn't seal the deal. They couldn't knock her out. You know, they couldn't get the last shot on. Right. So, yeah, I would definitely... She She's not... You don't just want to ignore her when you see her. That's for sure. And then on top of that, if you walk into an area, she gets, you know, her sentry turrets on you and she's focusing you down. Dude, that's a problem. 
she can kill you. Now, to be honest with you, her own, to, you know, I guess you can count the sentry turrets as a support function. You know, you place them around yep. somebody, it can help out. But her two primary support functions, in my opinion, were the proton shield, where she can protect an ally from damage, mm-hmm. and the teleporter, which is actually her ultimate. The teleporter, she when she hits it, she'll put the exit down. The entrance is automatically created, uh, and now players can just walk through the portal to get to wherever you are. And that helps just as much, if not more, than Lucio's ability. Right. You know, if you if there's a teleporter up, you got to find if you're when you're on the opposite team, you really got to find it and kill it, man. Uh, there are easy ways of finding it, though. Oh yeah. Well, oh, yeah. why don't you share with uh, the, we'll share with the class? Op Widowmaker. <laughs> <laughs> well, if your Widowmaker can find your teleporter, um, which I mean, if you use your ultimate, ultimate yeah, yep. you, you can find it. But <laughs> yeah, if she can find it in the open, that was a terrible place to put your teleporter. Right. You know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm gonna beat that horse fucking dead, dude. <laughs> I totally believe you will, actually. 100%. Uh, but yeah, so the teleporter, very, very helpful. Like I said, it's one of her primary support functions, the teleporter and the proton shield. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but Symmetra is... She's not to be... Jer- like, yeah, you, you, I don't really think there's anybody you can really just kind of dust off, like, you know, kind of brush off if you see him. Um, without I don't somebody. know, man. I think as a McCree, I could I could dust off Symmetra no problem whenever she comes. Well, by. No, yeah, you can. Like if you're McCree, I'm talking about like you know ignore them. Like if you see somebody, and you know right. let's say a Symmetra is closer to you than a uh, a Soldier seventy six mm-hmm. or a May, and you're kind of like oh, it's just Symmetra. Let me deal with May. You're gonna regret that decision. Oh right, absolutely. Yeah, I, I, I would say. Out of all of the support classes, Mercy is probably the least lethal. I would go with that, yeah. Next, yeah. well, mm, I don't know. I think I think she's tied when it comes to Symmetra, but I think Mercy does win out overall for being the worst. When it comes well, not to the worst. You mean, like, you mean, yeah, you mean, like, yeah, she's not as lethal. Well, she's not built to be. Mercy's not built to be. Let's just get into Mercy. All right. Uh, period. So, uh, Mercy's name is Angela Zeiger, and she was the head of surgery at a prominent hospital before making a breakthrough in the field of applied nanobiology. And so, this got the attention of Overwatch, and she wasn't really keen on joining them because she doesn't agree with their militaristic approach to keeping the peace. But when she realized how many lives she would be able to save by working with Overwatch, she joined them. Uh, so she actually, while she was working with Overwatch, she created the Valkyrie Swift Response Suit. That's what she wears. And uh, that's what gives her uh, some of her very helpful abilities. Uh, but when Overwatch folded, she just dedicated herself to helping those affected by the war. So to her, it's probably not that big of a loss. Now, the staff that she carries, which is what you'll see most people with, the staff that she carries actually has dual functionality. It can heal and it can buff your attack. Mm-hmm. This is, I think this is make, what makes her viable for every character. You know? I think it's, I, I think that Mercy is a character that you should have on almost every team. Honestly. Oh yeah, absolutely. There, oh, there always needs to be a mercy. 
And I know, like, the TF2, um, you know, Medic, for example, because this is the closest thing you're going to find to the TF2 Medic. And I know people, sometimes people hate the, the comparisons, but mm-hmm. dude, come on. Like, what do you expect? Know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, so this is the closest thing you're going to find to the TF2 Medic. But think about the TF2 Medic. While the TF2 Medic can heal every class, obviously, you'll never see, like, a Medic, con- you know, constantly sustaining the heal on a scout. We're constantly sustaining the heal on like a sniper or something like that. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. And that's because all they do is heal. Well, with Mercy, you know, <laughs> I have had somebody buff my attack while sniping with Widowmaker. Holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Yeah, we really rocked that party that day. <laughs> like, dude, that shit was awesome. Then they, those people probably went straight to the forums and complain, <laughs> complain that Widowmaker be OP. But um, yeah. So that's that. I really like the fact that well, when, if she's not healing, you just switch over to the to to the to the attack, and it's not difficult to do. Like literally, like one's left click, the other one is right click. <laughs> you know, uh-huh. and uh, you can heal up all the characters or heal up any characters. Uh, it is a little bit more difficult. I for even I can't even remember the button to ask to be healed. Uh, yeah. maybe Z or something like that. Something like that. Yeah, it's not as easy as TF2. TF2 is like E. It's like right there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, like you can heal somebody up, and then as soon as they're all healed up, or maybe even a little overhealed. You just switch right over to the attack. Like mm-hmm. when me and a buddy of mine, like I, I went Mercy, he went Soldier seventy six, and we just tore through a defense. <laughs> tore through a defense. Like yeah. So that also required me to you know you know serpentine. <laughs> we wanted to like I had to make sure I wasn't like you know getting my ass kicked while I was doing that. So I had a lot of fun playing this this uh, class. I didn't like the the lethality ability because I I felt like she basically had none. But rotating back and forth between healing and buffing people's attacks, like I there wasn't any downtime with this character at all. This was like for me mostly frontline in the fray, flying everywhere, and just healing and buffing people's damage as much as I could. Yes, it is a very busy character, you know, and that she has an ability that allows her to fly toward allies, which is really fun when you put when you're healing a Pharah. Uh huh. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's a lot of fun when you're healing a Pharah. Again, this is where you have to be very mindful too. So if you're going to heal that Pharah and buff that Pharah when she pops her ultimate, because you're you know once that's done, you're going to use the angelic descent portion of that, and you're going to guide down to where say you know there's an OP Widowmaker there doing her stuff, so you can buff her up so she can one shot people in the body. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so if you in case you do find yourself in a combat situation, there is a blaster that she has. And I mean No, she doesn't. She has it. <laughs> it doesn't do absolutely hard damage, but it it shoots fast. You need to make sure you're actually accurate with it if you want it to matter. Basically, what you're trying to do is just deter somebody from coming closer to you. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> you know, like you got You're trying to get them to ask themselves, "Is it worth it?" <laughs> That's what you're trying to do. You're trying to get them to ask if it's worth it. And most of the time, they're like, "Ah, forget about it," <laughs> like walk away. That's what that is. What you're trying to do when it comes to that mer- to, to, to Mercy's sidearm. But if somebody really hates you, yeah, they're coming after you. You might you can also use that 
uh, that that guardian flight or guardian mm-hmm. angel. That's what the ability is called, yep. where you fly towards somebody. You can use guardian angel as an escape mechanic. More often than not, even when I was with McCree or I was playing Genji or somebody else or even Widowmaker, I had problems killing uh, Mercy. I had problems really? just all over the place. I could get Dude. body shots on him and stuff, and you know, even a couple of headshots. But more often than not, I was not able to do anything. They would I always got- run away with the guardian angel, or you know, they had like everybody around them, and I couldn't do anything about it. I got to be honest with you. When I played Widowmaker, it was pretty easy for me to pluck a a mercy out of the air. Like if she was out of using, the air, sure. Well, this thing—if she was using like guardian angel. It has a certain movement speed, and then it, go, you know, when it starts up, and then when it's ending, and you know, as long as you can calculate that a bit yep. with Mercy, you don't even really necessarily have to shoot her in the head. You can shoot her like you know, you, so you, you can't one shot body shot her, but you can cause a lot of damage on your initial shot, yep. and then follow up with a second shot. You know, with her, and you, if you if you blow her brains out, then obviously that's that's a plus. <laughs> you know, she's okay. going down with that one. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, I mean, she's. I, I never really had too much trouble dealing with her. I had more trouble on the ground with her when she's running. Yeah, around. that was the main place that I had the issue. Yeah, so uh, Mercy is a must-have. Must-have on every team. Mm-hmm. Should we discuss why she's the must-have on every team? The main mo- the main reason? Well, you tell me. Why is she? The main reason is her ultimate ability. When I was playing with, you know, my five or six other friends or stuff like that, we're going through, you know, we're making a push. The other team somehow survived us and wiped most of us out. That resurrect ability. Right there. Yes. Clutch. Absolutely. Absolutely. That resurrect ability. Uh, is so helpful, especially if somebody gets to drop on your team. Let's say a Reinhardt gets, you know, gets his ultimate off and drops, you know, three or four people on your team, then uses that badass hammer and kills like a bunch <laughs> of you guys at the same time. A Mercy can bring all of you back immediately right there. With full health. With full health, yes. Now, one of my favorite things to do is Widowmaker. Is to watch somebody resurrect <laughs> and then blow their fucking head off. I like right where that after. was going. <laughs> yeah, like right after they do it. it and, you know, it, it doesn't necessarily say anything to them as a player because some people are no, actually surprised that they're getting. Well, they're no. surprised that they're getting resurrected. So it's like, what? What's going on? And then they just stand there for just one second too much. Wow, <laughs> dude! I'll tell you. Say hi to Elvis. I'll tell you right now. Great minds think alike. Because what do I like to do if I'm playing Battlefield or something like that? I'll wait for somebody to res up. I'll shoot the guy that rest him, and then I'll knife the guy in the ground that just got revived. Not even a second ago. So oh, much yeah. rage, and dude. That's not being a dick. It's comedy. It's just it is. funny. <laughs> it's just funny. You know, <laughs> that's a suckers jump up to get beat down. That's what happens right there. Comedy gold. <laughs> yeah, that's that. That's what that is. Like I, I absolutely love doing that, but it can be a problem. Like if you know, most people move. <laughs> most people move before I have the actual opportunity to uh, to kill them. I also love doing that to fucking Reaper. <laughs> when he's doing his teleport because yep. he's he's actually very vulnerable for a moment when he's doing his teleport when he gets to his destination <laughs> oh man this is bringing back so many memories I fucking love this game <laughs> only if you're the OP Widowmaker though 
<laughs> only yeah, if you will be let's talk to let's, I was gonna say let's talk to Zenyatta. He's on the phone right now, like no, but um, let's talk about <laughs> Zenyatta, who was my favorite support class Absolutely. to play. And I think he was my favorite support class to play because you know he can heal, uh-huh. he can nerf, but he can also put out some fucking damage. Yes, he can. He's not fucking around. Well, let's talk about his backstory a little bit. So Zenyatta was part of this group of Omnic out uh, of uh, outcast Omnic robots. And they had this so-called spiritual awakening. So they went somewhere and meditated on the nature of existence for years. And they came to the belief that they had a soul just like humans. And they wanted to uh, heal the wounds of the Omnic crisis. So they wanted to bring humans and robots back together in harmony. And a lot of people took positive to the message. Like they really liked the message. And that group of robots became celebrities. But Zenyatta didn't agree with that approach. He didn't think that, you know, they should be making these decrees and, you know, these rules and stuff like that, and that they needed to make uh, interpersonal connections and engage with people on an individual level. So he went on his own path to do that, which, if you remember, I think we actually talked about it on the defense podcast, that is how he actually met up with uh, Genji. Mm-hmm. You know? So uh, Zenyatta, a good guy, you know, that's, he, he helps people, you know, he helps people uh, with their path, their life. Apparently, if you meet him, you'll never be the same again. That's what they say. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, as a support class, he does heal and attack. He throws these orbs. He throws the whore orb of harmony onto an ally, and that allows the ally, it, it heals the ally as long as you're alive. So it is actually very beneficial for your team to keep you, keep yourself alive. And that's a very, very powerful heal, too. I think that's easily uh, on par with uh, anything that Lucio can do. Uh, I'm not quite sure if it's as good as what Mercy can do, but it's a pretty powerful heal. It is, absolutely. There's also the Orb of Discord, which ner- it nerfs an enemy, or debuffs an enemy, I should say, mm-hmm. uh, where the enemy will take more damage if he has the the Orb of Discord on him. Now, I did, I did use, I mean, there's no reason not to use both orbs, because you can have an Orb of Harmony and an Orb of Discord out at the same time. You should always have the orbs on somebody. Right. The Orb of Discord... Dude, if you have that on somebody and then you hit them with the, I think it's the Orb of Destruction uh-huh. is what your projectiles are called, the Orbs of Destruction. If you hit somebody with that, that does massive damage. The Orb of Destruction is actually a pretty powerful weapon regardless. Yes, it, is. it is. And I, I think it's perfect. Like Some people complain about it. He's a support class. He's not supposed to be that powerful. Fuck you. <laughs> you know? There's another, uh, another point to make it the Orb of Discord. Um, the, the the synergy that the Orb of Discord has with Orb of Destruction also has another effect, which is that when you put that Orb of Discord on somebody, you can follow that target through a wall. You can see where they're yes. moving. So you can time that up with his secondary attack of Orb of Destruction, where he charges up all of his orbs. And, you know, more often than not, you don't even need to do the full charge in that thing, because I've wrecked people with just, you know, popping, you know, you know plinking away at orbs with them. Even with that horde yes. of you know Discord there, like I I love Zenyatta. I love all things having to do with monks, you know. So it's like when I saw this right here, I was like, oh, that's so freaking cool! Can't wait to play it. I got into the game and I saw how much I could wreck face with them. Perfect, dude. Yeah, like with Orb Perfect. of Destruction, Orb of Destruction, where you charge all six orbs and shoot them. 
if you get hit with orbit destruction, tell Whitney Houston I said hi. Like it's <laughs> over. Like it's it's done. Like, it, it, like you're finished. Like, like that. Like yes. that. That 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 is a kill. And the thing is, it's not necessarily the easiest thing to land because the orbs of destruction, the individual projectiles, have travel time. Mm-hmm. So like, if you look at a Zenyatta video, you'll see him. You know, throwing the orbs at somebody, right? And it actually doesn't look like it it it's, takes that long, which technically speaking doesn't, but the, they do have travel time and the weight with the speed of the game and the speed of the average character. They can move they if they if they're constantly in motion and you're not shooting ahead of them or, you know, predicting their movement, they can, you know, just move out of the way of those mm-hmm. and it's either hit or miss. Like there is no, there's, there is no try. There is no, um, uh, no damage for almost hitting them. If you don't hit them, there is nothing. So like, yeah, but if you, if you do hit them, it does create, it does cause quite a bit of damage. Zenyatta can, uh, can kill somebody on his own. He can hang out by himself. Yes, he can. And it's also good to keep that Orb of Harmony on somebody, too. You're, you're rewarded for it, because also keeping that Orb of Harmony on somebody will also heal you at the same time. Yes. So yeah. it's, 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 you could be very clutch. I've gotten game, I've gotten, you know, kill of the game sometimes, or, you know, uh, you know where I, I've just wrecked people with the freaking orbs while healing, or you'll get that really clutch ultimate ability of his, which I, I wish was as good as it was, you know, and, and wow. But, uh, yeah, hands down, Favorite support class had such a blast playing him, and I spent the majority of the time with him and McCree. Yeah, so the the ultimate was talking about was called transcendence. You become invincible, and then all of your allies around you, you heal them. So that is a great way to take a point. Like I have Gon Zenyatta. You know, we're fighting for a point. I hop on with the rest of my team, and then I pop transcendence. You know, you doing a lot of healing while transcendence is going on. They can't kill you if they sit there and try to fight whoever you know your allies are. They're gonna die mm-hmm. unless they're also being healed the same amount, which is not likely. Zenyatta is a great. I, I really, really like him and support. Um, now, I'm not necessarily sure how much he's actually used in the competitive scene, right? Uh, which is actually something I've been getting into more recently. Uh, so I'm curious to see how he's used. Because like that being said, like you're saying there, competitive. I I'm honestly not sure either because he is very squishy. He's only got 150 health, and uh, yes. a widowmaker can pretty much just about one shot him. If anybody else even comes close to hitting me, and then you know I have to go against a uh, you know OP widowmaker or you know like somebody else, I'm I'm gonna get wrecked. But that being said, I've gone toe to toe with a couple of people at once, and I've been able to wreck them. Yeah, that's the thing. I, I really like this class simply for the fact that in a lot of games, when you go healer, you have to sacrifice being able to really do damage for your team. Mm-hmm. And while I'm not saying he's the be- necessarily the best of both worlds, like he, you know, he's not pumping out a ton of damage to a ton mm-hmm. of people. But if you play him well, you can heal your allies. A sister, you know, you can heal one ally, throw over Discord on somebody else. So technically speaking, you're helping another ally defeat the enemy that's in front of them. And then you can also dish out damage. Mm-hmm. But like I said, it's his his attack is simple, but you do need to predict. You know, you need to look at how far away somebody is from so you. you. Can lead them. 
so you can lead them properly. You know, if you're right in somebody's chest, you can just fuck them up right there. You know, <laughs> throw up the Wu Tang sign and that's it. Like, you know, but, but no, like, yeah, like if if, if he's at, if somebody's at a distance, you really need to take a look and and really lead the target properly. Which that is a skill that if you play other FPSs, uh-huh. that's that that's helpful. Yes, it is. That that is very helpful. So all you battlefield snipers, you might actually like this. <laughs> <laughs> God damn it! Why is this game freaking shut down right now? I really want to play it. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yeah, but that's that's everybody, man. We've we've covered all of the characters, including Tracer, including Tracer, including Tracer. We have covered all of the class of the characters or classes, whatever you want to call them. So we would call them classes. We would call them characters in Overwatch and when I first heard that Overwatch was going to have this many characters I was like oh no this is going to be a balancing nightmare it's exactly what I thought uh, and dude like <laughs> it's it's amazing to me that Destiny can't balance three classes <laughs> you know three class they can't balance three classes but yet, here we are, you know, we have all these characters in Overwatch, and the game is so balanced. Like, there's a counter for everything. Almost You just everything. have to figure out what it is. Well, what do you think there's no counter for? OP Widowmaker. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, so that's the thing. Like, there's a counter for, for everything. I, re- I mean, while I do think some moves need slight tweaks, you know, while we, we've talked about that, there's nothing overbearing. Like, I don't see... <laughs> oh, God. I don't see people... You know, I don't see people always using one strategy that's that's a per that's a that is a really good sign that something's overpowered you know or something needs mm-hmm. to get nerfed to tweak that everybody's using this mm-hmm. i don't see that i really don't see that and that, that i'm really 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 happy that blizzard is able to that, that they're that they're doing this they're they're taking the balance very seriously Lord knows Bungie does not, <laughs> you know, and uh, just in beta, I was just so impressed with the game, so impressed with the game in beta, and I was like, wow, this really feels like it's ready to go right now, mm-hmm. but that's that's Blizzard for you, man. That, that's oh, Blizzard gosh, I wish you. the beta was going back again. No, not the beta. I want the actual game to come out already. Yeah, so I'm curious to see what happens when the actual game does come out because, you know, now obviously you have a massive amount of people. This game is going to be huge, huge. The game's going to be huge on PC. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, and I, I, I'm I, curious to see if the community does it. I'm curious to see how, you know, Blizzard interacts with the community too because this is going to be a shooter where a lot of people who don't play shooters play. Even more so than Destiny, because Destiny's like that. Destiny, there's a lot of people who do not play shooters that play Destiny because of the type of game it is. This game, I think, is going to be even more so because it's a Blizzard game, you know? Because then you see even Kathy was you know, looking you know, yeah, she's Kathy was it. even looking into it too a little bit, uh, which I was kind of surprised at. She said uh, so far she likes the character that you hate, May. Oh yeah, <laughs> me and I are gonna have words. <laughs> yeah, May is my most hated character in the game. 
Just she really is my favorite character. Uh, I don't. I would say Widowmaker, (laughs) but I I I would say Widowmaker. But I'm also it's hard for me to pick a favorite character because as you know, once I actually got into the game, Mm. I started playing so many. You know, I I would see the game to come back out because there's some I need to take a look back at, like Soldier seventy six. I need to take a look back into, as well as like uh, Lucio and a couple others. Yeah, like. There were so many, like, I would take a look at what the team needed, and I would just fill that gap if need be. You know? Excellent game so far. Can't wait for it to get back in beta and then actually release. What are they saying (sighs) right now? Like, uh, June or July release? Well, the game, well, I don't know. I have to see if they, for the full release, I'm not sure if it's going to come out in spring or if it's going to come out in summer. I'm pretty sure June is summer. Right. Spring, I think it goes, you know, you're looking at, you know, anywhere from late March to May, end of May, so. Yeah, let's see here, uh, what are we looking at, say in spring of 2016? Yeah, spring of 2016, so. Anxiously waiting for the release. Anxiously. Mm. Yeah. But yeah, this is the last special edition of Watchpoint. Our next episode will be the official first episode of Watchpoint. And uh, basically what we're going to talk about, I'm not sure, if you're familiar with other Mashless Buttons podcasts, those podcasts like Wow Talk or uh, Double Tap or or In Orbit, they focus not only on the news that's happening around the game, but also the communities around the game. So that's pretty much what we're going to be doing as well. So that's going to include, obviously, game news. Uh, community concerns, balancing issues. Uh, we are going to talk about esports stuff, but this isn't going to be a, a, a podcast dedicated to esports. You know, while while a lot of people, a lot of a lot of podcasts. I'm not just talking about Overwatch podcasts. A, a lot of podcasts that have competitive aspects. I see those podcasts devolve, or you know, into primarily being about esports like how can this help e- the esports aspect how does this affect the esports aspect some people just want to play the game man yep <laughs> they want the game to be fun <laughs> so yeah like, I, do, I do not expect for this to you know devolve into a, a strictly esports podcast or acting like regular people don't play this game and it's only for it's all about esports uh, because I do believe, while Blizzard obviously does want an esports aspect of it, uh, aspect to it, they still are concerned with people having fun of the game, and that shows in all of their other games. You know, now if you want a game that's all about esports, I can I can point you to a few. <laughs> you know, <laughs> Counter Strike. That game's not fucking fun unless you're playing like you know for serious. <laughs> that's at least how I feel about it. But then again, I used to play competitive Counter Strike, so. <laughs> oh, way back in the day. Oh yeah, yeah. Two thousand eight. Woo! <laughs> Has it been that long? Yeah. Oh yeah. man. Dude, I think two thousand eight is when we stopped. Ah, oh, dude, I'm getting old. Yeah, obviously. <laughs> I, ca- I heard your bones crack a little bit while you were uh, talking there, <laughs> dude. I'll be thirty one this year, man. Ooh, wow. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> All right. So yeah. Thank you for listening, and we are very, very excited to be doing this Overwatch podcast. Yeah, we are. Yeah, originally we were going to do it monthly, but I think we decided we are going to be going bi-weekly. You know, fuck it. You only live once. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to be doing it. We are going to be going bi-weekly 
on Watchpoint. So just, just look out for that. Uh, but we have not decided when the first official episode is going to come out. Uh, I mean, this episode is going to be out. It, it'll be it'll be out the following week after this episode. But we're just not sure which day. Monday, Wednesday, we're not sure. Not going to be Tuesday because that's Wild Talk slash In Orbit Day, and those guys deserve their own day. <laughs> uh, they alternate every other week, so well, we'll see. We'll, we will make announcements on MashlessButtons.com or the Mashless Buttons Twitter, more specifically, or the Mashless Buttons Facebook if you want to keep up with that. So, you know, you can follow us on Twitter.com slash MTP site, Facebook.com slash Mashless Buttons, or YouTube.com slash Mashless Buttons. Uh, like I said, we have other podcasts Wild Talk and Orbit and Double Tap. Wild Talk, obviously, about World of Warcraft, and Orbit is about Destiny. Double Tap is about the fighting game, about fighting games and the fighting game community. That is uh, once a month, Double Tap. And that, that podcast is usually a good, uh, you know, two hours or so. Because they they cover so much every month. Wild Talk and in Orbit are every other week, and like I said, they're every, like on Tuesday you're either getting a Wild Talk or you're getting an in Orbit. So one of the two. All of our podcasts can be found on iTunes, Overcast, uh, for iOS, Stitcher Smart Radio. That's on almost every mobile device. Player.fm, Pocket Cast, and SoundCloud. We also have an RSS feed that you can just grab and put in whatever RSS reader you use. Uh, you can feel free to contact us, you know, via Twitter, via Facebook. You know, we have a, an email address uh, on our site that you can use. Uh, so feel free to, to reach out, comment, let us know, you know, what you think. We are very eager to hear from you. Very eager for feedback. And if you do like the show, you want to show some support, all we ask is that you share out the podcast. Uh, when the podcast uh, on iTunes, just uh, rate it. Uh, maybe leave a comment. Let it, you know, that, that will be helpful. Not asking for money yet. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, seriously, it, it will be a great help if you, if you did enjoy the show and you feel inclined to do so. That's how you can help us. So... Yeah, like, once again, thanks for listening, and we will catch you guys on Watchpoint Episode 1 next time. Take it easy. See ya.